0: Fouadier back on behind the gloves with another interview, joined by Anthony Yard once again, giving me his time. Much appreciated, brother. Um, You've seen Dex Mellon in the flesh, respectful. Uh, What was the vibes there? How do you feel?
1: Um, Again, I'm a a very good reader of energy. very, very good reader of energy. Um, He can sense my confidence and I sense his willingness to survive. Um, I feel like he's going to come. You know, sometimes the guys that are going to survive are the most dangerous because um, they just come swinging, trying to you know, protect themselves. Um, he's not going to want to get stopped, he's never been stopped before. Um, but that gives me a task, you know. The first task is to win the fight, second task is to win the fight by knockout.
0: What intrigued me as well uh, was the talk about your fight against Kavalev and the muscle thing about Andre Ward that said. I didn't really know he said that, but that's an interesting one. D- did that ever cross your mind? You think, oh, maybe, maybe I have put too much size on. And you don't do weights, which I found intriguing as well. How do you do that? How do you keep your physique up like
1: You know. What? I keep my physique up just by, again, training. I used to do athletics, so I I built bulk through athletics. Um, That's why you see the neck. Come on,
0: Trying to be like you, man. It's not working.
1: You see the Mike Tyson neck. No, joking. All jokes aside, he says he thinks I'm too muscly. He may have a point, you know. Andre Wood's very experienced. Very, very experienced. You saw it with um, Anthony Joshua. He was very bulky at one point, and then he slimmed down to fight with Ruiz and he was more bouncy on his feet, etc. So us as fighters, we're always learning. We're always, I, I, never, I never hear criticism, I take it to heart. I always analyze it. You know, that's the kind of person I am, but um, do I feel like it was my muscle that played a part in Russia? No. Um, what I thought that like played a part in Russia was the fact that I was going to Russia, I was fighting a Russian champion in Russia with his promotion, and he was a champion. And he had to fight set up with Canelo next with a money fight. My only choice, my only chance to win that fight was by knockout. That's what I believed at the time. So when I hurt Kovalev late rounds, I went for it. Full throttle, there was no me holding back. And then again, I went for it the next round as well. I tried to stay on him. Again, tactics might have been a bit off. I should have waited, been more patient, landed the right shots and then got it done properly. But it's a learning curve. you know. I didn't embarrass myself in this situation. Um, you know my stocks risen. You know a lot of people gave me props that they didn't give me props before. A lot of people hated me before. <laughs> uh, you know you say if it's everything's easy. He's fighting nobody's A lot of people gave me respect for even taking a couple of fat and I'm um, doing what I did.
0: Last few. Um, obviously, there's a new talk about the new super cruiserweight division, which intrigues me because you're a light heavyweight. Um, as you are on a mission in the light heavyweight division, you want to win the world title. But does that inspire you to maybe even move up to cruiserweight in the future? And what do you think of the new super cruiserweight division that maybe introduced in the future?
1: Explain it to me. So what I know
0: so far is, I think, I, I hope I'm not wrong, I think the cr- new cruiserweight limit will be 190, and then 190 to 220 will be super cruiserweight, so the smaller heavyweight, and then 220 plus will be heavyweight. I hope I'm correct.
1: I feel like it will benefit boxing. I feel like the biggest, the biggest weight division that needs some sort of gap is light heavyweight to cruiserweight. I know they're talking about cruiserweight to heavyweight, but the biggest jump in boxing is from super middleweight, no, it's from light heavyweight to cruiserweight. It's 12 stone 7 to 14 stone 4. So that's again, that's why I, I, do, I don't struggle too much, but that's why I do light heavy. That's why I said I want to start my career at light heavyweight. But if they put in more weight divisions, I'll move for it because that means I can accomplish more weight divisions. But I feel like it's needed. Um, there's a lot of fighters heavyweight that come down. You know, you got someone like Isaac Chamberlain, very small cruiserweight very very small cruiserweight um you got someone like myself i'm a massive light heavyweight in terms of my shoulders not too much my height i'm six foot but my short i'm massive for light heavyweight um, and then you've got some heavyweights that come down you know and drain a lot of weight or they end up going back up so it, i thought that like there's there's need you know all the lower weight divisions you know they got it's a matter of pounds in between the weight divisions so i thought that like they could they could take out a couple of the smaller ones if they wanted to keep it at the same number and just balance it out a little bit. So I feel like it's a good thing.
0: And last question I want to also touch on is um You went over to Russia, like we mentioned many times, made no excuses, learned from your experiences and came back here. Uh, But news broke out this week about Deontay Wilder, uh, about his fight against Fury in February. Apparently he went in with a bicep injury. At that point, does it get a little bit embarrassing to to hear all these excuses? Originally, obviously it was 45 pounds. I'm not saying it's a direct excuse, but you know, as a fighter, I'm sure you wouldn't want all these things coming out about you after a loss.
1: Of course, most definitely. Um, The 45 pound suit thing, I was like, Wilder, stop, please, no. Because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of Wilder. I'm a very big supporter of him. I, I love what he does. I'm a supporter of Fury. All these guys that add to the sport, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of them. You know, when everyone's criticizing Wilder and saying, you know, he's, he's not good and well, I said, bruv, the man's got the highest knockout ratio. In history? In history. In history stop it. Allow it. Whatever you're saying, just shut He's doing his thing. He's knocking out world champions. Allow it. So I'm a big supporter of him, but again, the £45 pound thing, I feel like he done himself injustice by doing that. Um, with this whole bicep thing, again, I, what I'm hearing is other people saying it, so that's not really anything to do with him. It's his sparring partner I think like that. Again, I'm a person, I'm a very honest person. I had things going into Russia I will never speak about. It's boxing, and you know who I will um, quote? Someone like Floyd Mayweather when he spoke about Pacquiao and his arm. Floyd went into fight, fights with broken hands, torn rotator cuffs. Other fighters, um, George Foreman. I heard him in the interview saying he went into several fights with broke a uh, shattered hand, you know, and um, that's why there were some fights when he, he named the fight where he was fighting basically one hand, you saw him swinging with one hand, flicking with the jab and then hit him hard with the right hand because he broke his left hand. And this is the spirits of champions. And um, yeah, I'm not a person that's going to start talking about oh, this in Russia. That, there was things that were out there, you know, but I'm not going to ever talk about any negatives, it's just about what did you do in the ring, what spirit did you have.
0: Fair enough, I know mean, you're blinding me with that the ice you got on, but um, I appreciate your time as always brother, all the best on Saturday. Thank hey
2: you. Hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video and we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play, so make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye Fight Fans. This is Andy Porowar for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm delighted to be by the beast from the east, Anthony Yard here in London. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, magnificent. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Obviously, it's good to hear you're doing well. It's here, it's 49. I know people have mentioned it. You've had, and everybody knows you've had a very difficult you know, year, year now with what's happened with your family. But are you just relieved to be able to get back into the ring and doing what you love? Most definitely. Um, it's like taking
1: candy from a baby. <laughs> you know, when you don't give a when the child's crying and can't get those seats, it becomes more hysteric. But Ujo said, um, it's good to be back in this, you know, atmosphere, this environment, boxing, you know, headlining a show. Um, it's behind closed doors, it's a new situation um to myself and a lot of other people but it's just one of the things, that it's, it's part of history, you know, it's a very negative part of history, but it's still part of history. Fighting behind closed doors, no crowd, you know, all these swabs and doing all this, all these precautions has never been done before in history. So, again, um, I told everybody I'm not going to fight with no pay cuts behind closed doors. I'm not going to have no world title fights or big fights behind closed doors. Any fight I'm in is a big fight, in my opinion. <laughs> but. Um, I said to everybody, when it's entertainment time, it's entertainment time. People are still going to be behind, um, behind the screens watching. Um, so I'm going to feel the energy.
2: It's obviously the first time you've fought since February, as was mentioned. Are you kind of looking forward to getting back out there and showing people what they've missed? Missed the entertainment.
1: Missed the explosive. AY, lines of the Camp. Now, um, all just aside, again, someone like, <clears throat> in the press conference, Dex Bowman said that. I think it was him or his said that. Um, basically, everything's been handed to me. Nothing's been handed to me. He's going to feel why the opponent's fall over. And um, again, it's a sport of entertainment. I created a name for myself by knocking people out. When I signed with Frank Warren, I still had a job to do. It wasn't all given to me. Um, I didn't start off fighting on TV. <laughs> um, I knocked out all my opponents. Then I got put on TV and then I knocked out that opponent as well. And then I continued to knock people out. So again, it builds interest. So don't tell me nothing was given to me.
2: Just with Dex Bellman, what should you expect from him? What are you expecting from him? Are you taking anything from the Lyndon Arthur fight, or are you expecting a better prepared version of Dex Bellman for yourself? Um, absolutely not. It's boxing. It's boxing. I'm, I was forced
1: into watching that fight, but I would delete that fight from my mind. Um, the way he fights me is not the way he's going to fight any other person, and he will. He will. He will. Everyone's going to see that from the first few punches that I thrown. or even by the way I shape up. It's going to all change, and that happens in boxing. You know, I saw. I was thinking about my other fights. Nemesopati, you know. I remember I watched two of his rounds. Um, there's some fighters when I've watched like one or two of their rounds just to see how they shape up. And when he was fighting, I think it was Liam Smith. He was throwing bear punches. <laughs> Against me, after the first few, he didn't throw, He hardly threw any punches. Another guy, um, Sequeira, he came for it. you know. And in his other fights, I've seen him. He stood there and waited. He was just trying to box. But with me, he came at me. And I boxing, and I again, I took him out in the full fan. Um, same as, you know, Travis Reeves. You know, these guys fight other people completely different from the way they fight me. And there's a reason for that. So, again, <clears throat> um, I'm not a guy that blows my own trumpet. Sometimes you need to, but I'm not a guy that does that. Um, you know my dreams and aspirations to become world champion, to unify the division and be one of the best light heavyweights. And um, I know it seems like it's an impossible task now, but if you look at my experience and what I've accomplished so far, it's not all that... Um, impossible
2: Final question from me Anthony you've had the experience of travelling to Russia somebody you know who's travelling to Russia this week or oh, is out there now Umar Sadiq getting yes. ready to face Fedor Trudinov. what do you make of that and what would you like to say to Umar ahead of that fight? Again
1: I was a person that led by example I went out to Russia and just challenged I just, there's no such thing as fear you know fear only holds you back Umar I believe he's going to go and win that fight again it's not the same as a Kovalev but it's still he's going to Russia you know, he's redoing what I was meant to do, and I feel like he's going to pull it off. is um, a very tricky fighter, long arms, dangly, that's how I call him, dangly. Um, and he hits, he hits hard, considerably hard as well. I sparred a lot of rounds with Uma. Um, I commend him for going at them and taking the um, opportunity. And, and what I believe as well, it's very short notice. He took the fight on short notice, or it was announced on short notice, I don't know. Um, but I think he's going to go out there and win the fight, man. I wish him all the best.
2: Anthony, you know, I appreciate your time. I'll let you shoot off now. Thanks speaks, to Boxing yes. Social. Love my lines. Thank you. <laughs> This is Andy Piroir for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm deloited John by Deck Spellman for the first time in person. Deck, how are you doing? I'm very well yeah, feeling very good. It's good to hear mate, it's good to hear. Now obviously you're here in London getting ready for Saturday night, you're facing Anthony Yard. The underdog going into the bout but how does he feel to be here and when you see Anthony in person?
3: Yeah, he's yeah, small. I didn't realize how small he was. I actually thought he was a lot bigger. Um, he's got the body. He's got that body type to put a lot of lot of size on, I think, of the night. Um, met at 12-12, so we're, it's a bit of a catch weight. Suits me a lot better, and uh, obviously suits him a lot better as well. So look, it's going to make for a good fight, isn't it? But yeah, we're sizing each other up, um, I'm looking forward to it, you know, I can't wait.
2: Obviously, talking about weight there, we know you've come out, you've said it was kind of, it was a tough camp for you for the Linden Arthur fight to get down. How have you felt this time around?
3: Yeah, brilliant. Um, I mean, look, I've had my flat days, I'm not lying. Everybody has flat days. Um, But I've had very high days, you know, and and, uh, very good days. So that's what I'm I'm focusing on. It's all about how I feel now, and I feel very good. Um, Like I said, it's made a bit of catch weights. That's that's nice. And as well as I've come straight off the back of that camp, and all I've been doing is just capitalising on exactly what we've been putting into practice for for the Linden fight one thing that I do want to touch on that you mentioned earlier obviously
2: you feel that he's a little bit smaller in person what do you make of that when you see him and you think that he maybe isn't the same kind of physique or the same type of stature as to what you've kind of seen over television
3: yeah I don't really look too much into that to be honest um, but it's just interesting do you know what I mean because he, you know, he has got a lot of media hype around him and all you see is this big meathead you know what I mean but I, I don't really look too much into it but it was just quite interesting when I sized him up I thought hmm, fair enough you know what I mean he's a little bit, little bit smaller height wise and um, yeah, I mean that'll be maybe the first, apart from Elvis Doom, who I've actually boxes about the same height or a little bit, a little bit uh, smaller. So it's going to be interesting.
2: Talked about the fight. Um, just give me a little breakdown or preview as to what you expect come Saturday night. Uh,
3: I expect him to come steaming out. Probably try to take my head off. To be honest, I think he's going to try to make try to try and make a statement. I think that could be his downfall. To be honest. Um, but I know there's more to his game to be honest with you we've, we've, looked at, we've looked at him and we've looked at him quite well I do know there's more to his game I, I would hope he would respect me enough to know he can't just come out and try and blast me out you know what I mean I'm not, I'm, I'm not deluded I know I'm not world level right but I am, I am world level toughness and durability and fitness I'm very fit and I'm very, I'm very game so if he's silly enough to think he's going to come out and bomb me out in a round or oh, you're going to see some that you know, not many people are planning on, do you know what I mean? So we'll see what we're
2: For yourself, victory for you, you know, have you thought about it? Have you been imagining about it? Or have you kind of not really tried to think about it because you are such a, a huge underdog heading into it?
3: No, absolutely. I've not come here to sit down, no way. This, this, for me, is a, the chance for, to right the wrong from six weeks ago. That, for me, he, I was a shell of myself in that fight. Um, I'm not taking nothing away from Lyndon. He's a very good fighter, a quality kid, um, to be honest. Very, very, probably the best I've been in with, I'll be honest. Couldn't get anywhere near him with a jab. But I know I can form better. I can push the fight a lot more than that. Um, you know, it felt like I was moving through water at times. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we are. But of course I've visioned winning, you know what I mean? I've got ambitions of my own. Um, and to to beat Anthony Hard, you know, to do the unthinkable, what people are thinking what people are saying is not gonna happen is that, that's my drive. Just people thinking I've not got a chance is my drive.
2: What would a win do for you?
3: Well for one it's uh Simon DeFrank I believe, obviously they've got options on me. Um, so uh, straight away that uh, that's I'm, I'm you know what I mean, that's what I've always wanted, you know what I mean? Some a big a big T V backing. But look, it's every fight as a gun, I know there's a big test in front of me. And all that is non existent. You know, if I don't go past Anthony Yard, which nobody's given me a chance to. So it's interesting.
2: You mentioned that you felt that like Lyndon Arthur was the best person you've been in the ring with, writing more than Shaq and
3: Peters? Yeah, well, it's, it's the pedigree, it's the IQ. Do you know what I mean? I think um, Shaq, he's even said his son, he's always learning on the job. Shaq's very good and he's very tall, and he can, he's got a bit of a dig on him as well, Shaq. Has, and Shaq's very good. Um, he's a friend of mine. He, you know, he's quite a good friend now, to be honest. But um, uh, in terms of ring craft, and uh, a more complete fighter, I would say Lyndon is very good and I would say he's up there with, you know, probably the best I've been in with. Declan will leave that
2: there and obviously best of luck for Saturday night. Final words to yourself before I let you go. What would you like to say to everyone who tunes
3: in to watch you? Yeah, just thank you and thanks to everybody for the support. I've had loads of messages, people saying, you know, things like I'm, a, I'm an inspiration, you know, I'm just an everyday guy. Um, I go to work, I go to training and I fight. So, you know, to get, to get called that and uh, it's genuine messages as well, it's, it's been really nice. So just thank you to everybody supporting me and all the doubters, good luck to you in Saturday. <laughs> Dec, appreciate your time. Obviously, best of luck on Saturday night. As I say, thanks, speak to Boxing Social. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Stop, man. Cheers, Speak to, to, to you later.
0: Fouadier back on Behind the Gloves with another interview. i joined by the one and only Tunde Ajay here in London uh, for the press conference with Anthony Yard and Dex Spellman. Good fight uh, for Anthony to come back and show his skills back in the UK. Obviously, he had one fight um, in Spain, but we didn't really get to see anything of it. Um, but exciting times.
4: Yeah, it's, it's great for me. It's great for the viewers. Um, the beast is back. The beast from the East. <laughs> and uh, yeah, great opponent. Dex Spellman is there's no pushover, you know, he's not coming to lay down and uh, we prepared well and uh, as long as, you know, in, from my perspective, as long as we prepare well, i never worry about nothing.
0: Um, Anthony a few times said that uh, with Linton, Lyndon Arthur's performance against Dick, that he would have gone for the stoppage. What did you, what did you rate uh, Lyndon's performance that night?
4: Hold on one sec. dream it, believe it, become it. <laughs> Let's not forget that, (laughs) in the little shadow box before. (laughs) Um, Of of Dex's performance or... Again, the focus is not Lyndon. The focus for this fight is Dex Bowman. And uh, I actually give Dex, uh, um, you know, a good six, seven out of ten. Because, as I said before, it wasn't for the want of him not wanting to engage and fight. He was the one who pressed the fight, the whole fight. You know, and and showed that he he's he can do that for 12 rounds, and I, I, you know everyone's talking about the 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 Lyndon Arthur fight, but they're forgetting also the Shaq and Pitters fight, where he again pressed Shaq and Pitters all the way. So Deck is not a, a pushover, and as I said, I've said it, I'm, I've not taken him lightly. We've not prepared like we're taking him lightly because we never do that anyway. Uh, but yeah, credit to Deck for taking this fight.
0: Uh, now, also, I want to talk to you about a few things that came out this week, uh, and it, it kind of doesn't involve Anthony, but I, I was thinking about it, there's a, a new weight division being talked about, a new weight division being okay. talked about, called the super cruiserweight division. Uh, the WBC are coming out about it, uh, Tony Bellew's been speaking about it as he's part of the committee. Um, did that catch your eye? What do you think about that division? And Anthony could potentially, you know, go up to that division, uh, go up to the Cruiserweight division should, should a lot of the bigger cruiserweights move up to the super cruiserweight division.
4: Question, what weight is the super cruiserweight? weight? It
0: goes
4: up to 220. So 190 to 220 and then the
0: cruiserweight...
4: But cruiserweight is not 190, cruiserweight is 200 pounds. So so us take it now. So, 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 you, were ha- so no. you have the light heavyweight, which is 175, then you have cruiserweight, which is 200, and then you have... One night will be the cruiser now. Okay. And then, uh,
0: two, from to might be super
4: yes, yes. Well, that's still a lot. Re- I mean, I haven't even. This is the first time I'm actually thinking about it, but it still doesn't make sense <laughs> because between feather and super feather, there's four pounds. So, so what advantage does someone have if you're either going up to a weight class where there's a twenty or thirty pound difference? for or against so I think that people haven't really thought about this the way they should think about it if there's going to be a 20-30 a, a, um, a pound disparity in between the weights then there should be that for the lower weights or it should be a, uh, there should be some equality in terms of the weight division so you, there's no easy way around it so all you do is continue to just have fantasy weight classes if it's, it's got to be one rule for everyone not what not one rule for someone one for this is why lighter weights can go through the weights but then when you get to a certain weight class like heavyweight you're kind of like in no man's land because even from 175 to 200 that's a massive jump 25 do you know what 25 pounds of weight is let me throw 25 pounds of weight in your head then you see the difference so I just think it's nonsense I just think it's nonsense they just they just leave it as it is and you know unfortunately that's the way the, the the cookie crumbles.
0: It adds more belts, obviously, to the to the whole situation as well.
4: <laughs> we don't need no more belts. It's too much belts. It's becoming a joke. This is why you have people from different sports, or not even sports, from entertainment, from other, believing they can become a boxer. I just think that it's kind of making a mockery of the sport, you know. And I just think there just has to be some you know, someone has to get a hold of it and I I guess if there's more belts then I guess there has to be more revenue, (laughs) Uh, but you know, listen, boxing has always been a a blue collar sport, you know, people work hard to pay for, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 pound tickets and then when you're starting to say now, all right, so now we're gonna, now there's no crowds and now it's on pay-per-view with more new belts, more titles, more champions, because one person can't have all the belts unless there's just like the old days, and so it's a very um, it's a very um, broad topic and a, a massive subject that maybe I think we need to sit down, not rush, you know, but it's good the conversation has started, definitely.
0: Uh, now, I want to talk to you about something else as well. You guys obviously went over to Russia, you do your thing came up short, but you made no excuses about it. There's obviously a lot of things that could have been said, but you know, you took the experience from it. Yes. But, talking about heavyweights, we obviously saw, early in the year, Wilder and Fury go at it. Straight after the fight, there was things about Wilder's vest and all that, 45 pounds. Now, one of his team, uh, well, someone from his team has come out and said that he had a bicep injury going into the fight. Um, well, At this point, what do you think? Do you think it's sensible to come out with all these things or just take it on the chin and be like, all right, we lost, we move on? Because that, that's what
4: you guys are doing. Well, it builds up the <laughs> the rematch, the trilogy. We're talking about it. So, listen, it's almost going back to when David A. spoke about his toe. It's, it's still a talking point. And I guess anything that you can do to drum the attention of the people, But they're fighters. Deontay Wilder's a fighter. You know, um, I think he knows that he lost to the better man on the night. So, and I don't think he'll be taking the rematch or the third fight any more different to how he did the other fights. I think now he realizes he's not invincible, it may make him train even harder. And the excuses, they're just excuses. That's all they are.
0: Finally, I want to take your thoughts. Uh, obviously, you you um, manage fighters as well as coach them. Um, I want to take your thoughts on a bit of a situation that opened up this morning about Canelo Alvarez and his whole situation. So basically, what's happened is Canelo's is apparently going to be taking uh, uh, Golden Boy Oscar De La Hoya to court because obviously the situation that's come out is that the uh, owner unhappy with the opponent he's picking. I think it was Yoldrim. They wanted a more recognised opponent, but obviously in the contract they didn't say about anything about taking certain opponents. Um, if you were in such a situation, how do you go about it? And what's your sort of reaction to the whole thing?
4: Well, it's points of law. <laughs> that's why you got a lawyer. C- Canelo don't know that about it. But obviously his lawyers have picked up on that point of the contract, which was, wasn't in there. But for unfortunate, unfortunately for the rest of us, now nah, that's going to be in every contract <laughs> that's written here forth. But um, he's got a right. Absolutely. You know, why Why should he take a pay cut? Why should he take a pay cut? Because, OK, so the gate receipts are not going to be there. Well, then somebody, you know, that's the risk as a promoter. So you have to take the knock as the promoter. I don't think it's going to affect the amount of people that tune in to watch the fight, whether it's behind closed doors or what have you. I just think that Canelo's standing firm. And, he, and that's what happens when you are the ace, when you are the proper ace side, When you are Mr. Boxing, you call the shots. Floyd Mayweather was in that same position and uh, many people hated for it. You know, people that he dealt business with, they wasn't happy, but that's what happens. You pay the cost to be the boss. (laughs) So that's it. Finally, as uh, Anthony's coach,
0: what are we expecting on Saturday night? What type of performance exactly? Let's break it down.
4: (laughs) Beautiful boxing. Beautiful boxing, you know, you you know me and I'm not into disrespecting opponents I've just never been like that. I've just always said What has always been the case with Anthony and that's knockout. I don't train anyone For anything other than a knockout and if we don't get the knockout, we're upset because we know the people at home are going to be upset because they want to see entertainment so In our mind It's always the same thing Entertainment knockout Lions in the camp. We don't get weak, we get deep. Turn up, show up, blow up. <laughs>
2: hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video. And we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye Fight Fans.
5: Struggling with that? Bills? Loans? Credit cards? Need a way out? Knock your debt out. With debt KO. Free impartial advice on all your debt matters.
6: This is Coogan for Rifle TV in association with MTK Global. Press conference for Anthony Yard's fight with Dex Bellman. This Saturday Live and BT Sport. I'm joined by Mr. Anthony Yard. How are you, mate? I'm magnificent. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, magnificent. Magnificent, baby. <laughs> Um, just finished the press conference here. A uh, little summary of uh, how you think that went? You know, it was decent, man. It was, um, it's all a bit different. You know, social
1: distancing and all this over. but it is what it is.
6: Um, looking forward to Saturday, man. Um, you've been out of the ring for, like, what, seven months now? So uh, no ring rust there, though.
1: I don't believe in ring rust, man. You know, um, it depends who you're studying. it depends the fighters that you watch and if you watch um, certain great fighters careers when they came up from their layoff or whatever you want to call it they come back
6: sharper Fair enough, fair enough Um, it's been just over a year as obviously John Rawlings was talking about since you went out to Russia we all know um, what happened but um, how's that kind of year been for you like mentally? You know what, the year's been up pure ups and downs um,
1: roller coaster um, everyone as everyone knows i've had um i've had deaths in my family due to the covid 19. um my my dad passed away and my nan um, so yeah it's been a roller coaster man you know when we're expecting to get back to business back to boxing um the covid happens and then i was in, impacted heavily by it but um so was a lot of people around the world just like I'm, I'm i happen to be in the public eye. But um, yeah, we just got to continue moving, man. I feel like your character is shown um, by how you
6: deal with struggles and bad situations. You mentioned in the press conference there about separating your boxing life from your personal life. How easy or difficult is that to do for someone like you? You know, it can be hard at times, but you know,
1: I'm someone that makes things look easy. <laughs> so um, I just feel like it's a it's a mindset. It's, um, it's how you think, you know, nine times out of ten we deal with things um, by how we think, you know, our approach to things, our attitude, so for me it's just like it is what is, you know, um, and if you just compare it to other things that happen around the world, you know, it's it's, it's, it's alright to deal with, if you think about it logically. Um, it's a tragedy, It's a, it's a heartbreaking thing, but at the same time, even with the um, the whole Kovalev fight, and everyone's seen how I've reacted to it, it's boxing, you know. Um, other than the great Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> probably Joe Calzaghi, um, they're the only two I can really think of right now. All the other legendary champions, you know, took losses, um, and some of them, a lot of them, took losses at the pits of their career. Um, I took a loss when I took a massive risk, you know, going out to Russia fighting a a, a real champion um,
6: at the time. Um, so, it showed what, what kind of mix I should be in. Over the last few years, everyone's always second guessed about your training. Uh, we see the show you put on for the public, uh, which is always entertaining, and we saw another one the other day, but it's always a question of, you know, there's always been rumors about, you know, you're not sparring, etc., etc. but what we see on the cameras, um, Carl Greaves asked it there, it doesn't know whether, um, that's actually how you train behind closed doors. I'm sure you've been in the gym with me. Yeah, exactly. This is how I train. Like,
1: um, I do spar. You know, Tunde, Tunde with his um, his rumours. He's he's said that spiralling, but I love it because people genuinely believe that I don't spar. Um, what I don't do is have fights in the gym. So when he's when Tunde saying we don't spar. Meaning we don't go to we don't go around looking for the other champions and ha- and have boys in the gym, you know, and lose our brain cells and and all them kind of things. We follow the uh, the world champions how uh, they did it, you know. Some of them did it the hard way, like you know, really tore each other up in the gym. But um, as they progressed, you know, if you see Matt Tyson, he got guys in who he could practice against. Yeah, he was knocking them up, but he was still practicing um, a bit brutal by Matt Tyson. But um, again, I was privileged enough to go to to see Floyd Maivar in two training camps. and um, I saw the kind of calibre fighters he was sparring. Other than Edward Spence, he was fighting guys that um, he was practising with in the gym, getting ready, getting himself physically fit, you know. Um, I just feel like, I don't know, everyone's got different training methods, but my training sessions
6: every day are lions in the camp. He nearly knocked John Rawlings over there at the press conference. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, we're used to that now anyway. Um, Dex Bellman, um, we'll talk about what you f- think about him as a fighter in a second, but he did make an interesting comment there. He said that you, it feels like you are surrounded by yes-men, and that kind of probably more affects someone like Tundi. He said, you know, he kind of responded to that, Tundi. But what, what do you think about those comments? Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't feel like he meant it how he said it,
1: if I'm being honest with you. Um, Dex Bellman seems like a respectable, respectable boy. Um, I just feel, uh, and, and his trainers as well, they seem very respectful. So I feel like they just mean that because because we've got, you know, the the camp shouting lines in the camp, you know, they're they referring it back to the Floyd Mayor thing, you know, like what Robert Guerrero was saying, that he's, he don't need people shouting at lines in the camp. Um, but I don't think he meant it in a bad way, if I'm being 100% honest. Um, what I think he means is, you know, I've I've had everything given to me. You know, I've got the global Adidas sponsorship. Um, I've, I've I've had I've had the sponsor I'm sponsored by Thought Asylum. You know, I'm, I'm fighting on TV from like my fifth professional fight. Um, I'm, I've been headlining shows, so he feels like it's been given to me. But Saturday night, <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna feel where these opponents have been fooling
6: over. What do you think of Spellman as a fighter? What did you think of his performance against Lyndon Alpha? You know what? Again, Spelman done. I feel like what he was capable of. He came
1: forward. He was moving his head in the beginning. He was throwing shots. Um, but again, someone like Lenarff. I gave Lenarff um, a lot of credit for how we dealt with it. The only criticism I gave him is that he should have stopped him. It's entertainment. Um, but again, Dex Spelman came forward, tried to make a fight of it, um, stopped moving his head. But if you if you if you watch boxing, when when a fight ain't going someone's way, it takes a very very good fighter to change the game plan. Um, and again, I don't feel like Dex Spelman, Produced that against someone like Lyndon Arthur who, who was leaning back, long arms, you know, he couldn't switch up the game plan. But again, I'm looking forward to Saturday night because I haven't knocked someone out in, in quite a while. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to get back in the ring and
6: entertaining on TV. And then if you come through Saturday, Lyndon Arthur in your sights, the fight that was meant to have happened back in uh, April?
1: Well, most definitely. That's the fight that was already arranged. Um, I don't look past any opponents, so my only focus right now is Dex Bowman and, you know, having a fantastic performance. Everyone knows the news that was happening yesterday about the spike in COVID. Again, something I'm not really paying attention to because it's not my focus. This fight is happening Saturday. So, um, you know, anything after that, we have to play it by air because it's all these guidelines and things that we're going through, in it?
6: <laughs> so we won't hold our breath over you and Joshua Buecci next year?
1: Oh, listen, I don't know about next year, you know, we don't know how the sport's going to go. You know, this COVID-19 thing has slowed down a lot of things. It's slowed down a lot. Up. You don't know what could happen within the next um, 12 months if this COVID thing didn't happen. But the way I see it is this. Boxing is full of surprises. It's full of surprises. Um, that fight has to happen um, for, for British boxing, for world boxing, and hopefully for a world title. And um, yeah, and it will be entertaining when it does happen.
6: I think if you spoke to the majority of British fans and said, name your top kind of three domestic, say domestic, I'm mean, not about two British opponents fighting each other, I'm sure most of them within the three would say you and Buatzi.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. You know, people, people I see on the street, you know, sometimes it's word of mouth as well. PBC on the street, oh, I can't wait for you and that. What's his name? What's his name? And um, Buatzi can't pronounce his name. <laughs> I'm saying Buatzi. They're like, yeah, yeah, that one, that one. So it's like, it's a fight that people want. And um you know, you see it on social media. You know, people DM you. You know, I don't really see DMs too much. It's only when I'm seeing my mentions of it, people that have added me so I can repost it sometimes. Um, but nine times out of ten, you know, I don't really look at comments, but sometimes I do see that um, you vs see, what a fight, or can't wait for you in I et etc. And he gets the same thing. Um, so, yeah, it's a fight that's going to happen in the future. But as I said to you before, Anthony Yardviz, Dex Bowman this Saturday I'm looking to be very entertaining
6: Um, to be fair (laughs) aside from your fight there's some great fights on the card including the two guys behind us uh, Heffron and Bentley and there's a few good fights on this card so everyone tune in to BT Sport this week have you got anything else you'd like to add Anthony?
1: Stay strong stay positive keep a good attitude and um, spread positivity because you don't know what people are going through Again, if I didn't announce it, you know I get a lot of a lot of criticism on social media. (laughs) If I didn't announce it that I lost two family members in this tough time, you know people don't know. So there are people out there suffering in silence. You know, um, there's a very respected actor that passed away, Chad, and he was suffering from cancer when he was filming Black Panther, and then afterwards he was getting. A lot of criticism on social media about how slim he looked. People saying he was anorexic, things like that. They didn't know what he was battling, and sadly, he passed away. Rest in peace. Um, so stop all this social media bullying. I'm not affected by it, but some people are. You know, I've seen it. I've got, I know people personally who are heavily affected by it. I can't deal with it. And um, people that ain't even in the lamb Um Girls, males, um, both ends of the puns. You know, so. When you're spreading anything, spread positivity. You know, there's nothing wrong with shouting lions in the camp. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with motivating anybody or wishing someone the best. So um, stay tuned, man. Spread positivity and everyone stay happy. <laughs> lions in the
4: camp.
6: Uh, that's a great note to end on. Anthony Yard, thank you very much talking to IFL TV. As always, best of luck on Saturday and we will get a world review after, after your fight. All right? Lions in the cup. You jumped. I saw you. (laughs) I jumped. (laughs) Fucking wanker, mate.
5: (laughs) Struggling with debt, bills, loans, credit cards? Need a way out? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt matters. Struggling with debt, bills, loans, credit cards? Need a way out? Knock your debt out. With Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt matters.
6: This is Kugan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. You might not recognise him because I don't know if he knows. The bar bazaar open now. Tundia wait, Wait,
4: wait, wait. I'm bringing back the Afro. (laughs)
6: <laughs> mate, that looks the same. You're doing that, but it looks the same. <laughs> no,
4: brother, this thing's going. <laughs> What's going on, Coog? What's and happening, wait, wait. mate? Mariton Brown, come, come you, come you, come you, come true, come come to You see this man here, yeah? This is like my fellow trainer now, but back in the day, he was a fighter, and I used to train a fighter called Akash Bhatia. You might remember him, Coog. And I kept on trying to make this match. Akash against Burton and I'm like, no fam, <laughs> this guy, he's got too much skills, <laughs> so I saw him today, yeah, I just began I was shouting him out, but he's becoming, a, you know, a, a fantastic trainer, got some mm. good fighters now, and um, I'm very, very proud of him. Yeah, my respect, man. Yes. respect. that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes,
6: nice, sir. nice, yeah, share it, share it. Um, first of all, how have you been, Come on. Dream it, believe it, become it. Cook, Coug-
4: what's going on? I see what's, I see what's happening, You're having a a, a young child, and congratulations to you. you. You know, Parada jacket, Parada shoes, <laughs> Kenzo, Yeezys, uh, Salaron belt. Bro, 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 what's going on? <laughs> it's
6: Louis, but anyway, we'll, we'll <laughs> move see, on from see. there. We'll
4: move I'm not up to date with you, now. I'm not. I'm not. On there. It's only stamina for so An Adidas I'm wearing.
6: <laughs> Come on. Um. Anthony Yard, back in action this Saturday live and beat sport against Dex Spellman. First of all, you were to watch Spellman's uh, defeat to a yeah. hopeful potential opponent of Anthony in the future, uh, Lyndon Arthur. Uh, what did you think of his performance against Lyndon Arthur, Dex Spellman?
4: Great performance. And I keep saying this, and I, um, I keep reiterating the point that people talk about the Lyndon Arthur fact, but they're forgetting the Shakam and Peters fight, which I feel after studying both fights that he performed much better in the Shakam and Peters fight than he did in the Lindon fight, but one thing I noticed from both fights is that he's tenacious and that he keeps coming forward and um, he's not to be taken lightly, he has to be dealt with proper, KO.
6: I do want to ask you about his comments that he didn't actually make in the press conference but John Rawlings brought them up from a previous interview where he referred to Anthony Yard having yes-men round him, which you you responded to. I'd like you to kind of talk about that.
4: Bro, that got me mad. (laughs) That got me mad. You see see the response? I was like, bro, what's this guy talking about? Yes-men. Do you know where we've come from? Do you know what we've done? Do you know how many people that we represent? This is... We are already superstars. Forget about what media, what YouTube, everything. We are lights to our community. And... You never enjoy success until you share it with people. So if there's a, an opportunity for people to see media, see the people that they grew up with or the person that they grew up with in front of the lights, for that one day, let's get in there. Let them be part. Let them share the energy and the electricity. And um, that hurt me when he said that. I was going to fly across the thing and fling a Throw a left hook and knock him out before Anthony knocks him out. <laughs> but I get it, as I said to him, you know, as I alluded to. When you watch EastEnders and you see Dirty Den, is it Dirty Den? Remember Dirty Den? Dirty
6: Den was in it about forty <laughs> years ago, but that, you might be showing your age at the moment, right? Let's go, Phil Mitchell. He's still there. He's still there. Yeah,
4: when you see Phil Mitchell on 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 EastEnders, that's that's not Phil Mitchell in his private life. That's for the TV. It's the same thing what I'm saying that people talking about, oh, Floyd, he only does that pad work when the cameras come on. Who said, you ain't been there. Tunde jai has been there. Tunde Jai was in every camp from the Kotto camp all the way up until the Maidana 2 camp. So sometimes what you see on TV is not, doesn't give a proper reflection of the people in general. And. Uh, I get it, I understand where he's coming from, I understand the point, but I just had to make that point that there ain't no yes-men around me. You think Ade, Ade you seen the size of Ade Oliinka. When you see him hitting, swinging hooks at Anthony Yard, does he look like a yes-man? Yes-men don't do that. Yes-men just say, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Ade is looking to take your head off, and um, it's a wonderful camaraderie we have in the camp. You know, everybody respects everybody, and uh, it's great, everybody wants to, fool. Oh, almost everybody wants to feel part of something. And I feel that when Andy and Andy are shouting, lions in the camp, lions in the camp, the amount of people, people, they put their little children and send me videos with their little children, babies saying, lions in the camp, lions in the camp. So that ain't no yes-men. And as I said, if he thinks that's yes-men, if he thinks that's what we're about, then we'll see Saturday night.
6: The last 13 months from... You guys being in Russia last August to now, it's, it's been a, a difficult period for, for Anthony, hasn't it?
4: Absolutely. We're not going to try and mix our words. It's been tough, you know, for Anthony. But he's, you know, he's a very resilient person. He's a very strong person. Um, he's a person. What's he doing now? Why is he coming in the camera thing for?
6: See Antony, this is what I'm talking about, Andy. Remain always... professional. Remain professional. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry there sorry. may be obstacles in life. <laughs> Ignore it. So yeah, so you
4: know it's been a it was been a it's been a roller coaster to say the least for Anthony. But the thing about Annie and what he knows, he's got a family and he's got a team to come back in that are very supportive. And uh Antony's not a person who he don't want no pretending going on. <laughs> Look, why are you? Why are you should? Why he? he doing this, bro? You, you can go away now. Seriously, this no, is like talking sorry. about sorry. you, mate. Sorry. All right, <laughs> just
6: chill out, chill out. Adney,
4: <laughs> you gotta love a minute. Um, and yeah, I think that we've helped cushion the blow that Annie went through personally, because no one knows what it feels like apart from the person going through. it. Who feels it knows it. But all we can do is, um, and all we have done, is created a a situation where Andy comes back in and fills himself. We play the music, we get the DJ, DJ skanks, big up. That's our gym DJ. Again, we're setting trends. Um, And, you know, it's just wonderful. And I feel that now Anthony's back in a place I've never seen him. He is tremendous. He looks tremendous. And, uh, you know, talk is talk. So we'll just hope... We're not hoping. We know that Saturday night he's going to go out there and, and do the job.
6: It's a great, great card. Um, Heffron and Bentley kind of is one of the one yeah. of the picks of the fights on there, and uh, Sman against Paynard as well is a is a very good fight. So everyone's got to tune into BT Sport this week.
4: Absolutely. Frankie Blue Eyes has done it again. <laughs> Stack from bottom to top, top to bottom, left to right, right to left. It's a great card, and the BT. Viewers are going to be entertained, and as you said, you know, I wish I could watch the Hefron against Denzel fight, because I think that's going to be a great fight, you know. Um, but obviously, we're top of the bill, you know the say. But other lions in the camp, we got Bilal Ba on the bill, and uh, our new signing Amin Jahanzab, who, I mean, I don't want to talk too soon, but I believe is going to be something special in the featherweight division. I'm in your hands up, watch out, live on BT Sports, Saturday night, tuning.
6: Um, just before we, we finish, Tundee, I know you've already spoken about this, but I did want to ask you about your friend, Dillian White, from, from a few weeks ago. And uh, you know, I think I watched uh, an interview you did with, I can't remember who it was with, but it was after the fight. And that hit you pretty hard as well, that defeat. I'm not going to lie.
4: And he's always telling me, unks. You know, stop sh- being emotional. <laughs> he cried. <laughs>
1: Tunde cried. No, but I'm, just, I'm smiling and stuff. But, bruv, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was heartfelt. It was heartfelt. But you know, but Tunde cried. No, but I lo- I'm laughing about, at him for crying. But again, I'm not laughing at the situation. I was a guy that I was one of the people that was touched by it. I was, I was upset. But he cried. I will repeat again. <laughs> but that shows you again. Jokes aside, that shows you love. Tunde's got in his heart. People, cause he's got a big mouth. You know, he's got a big mouth. He loves to, to talk. Real Nigerian. Real Nigerian. He's in the <laughs> chain. you in the gold. Oh
4: <laughs> God!
1: <laughs> he's a real Nigerian. You see the Nigerian yeah, here when they got shades on in the dark. That's Tunde J.
4: Real life attention seeker. He loves it. No, Not asylum seeker, attention seeker. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, yeah.
1: This man's heart, yeah. Heart of gold. You see the gold? Yeah,
4: <laughs> come on. This, his
1: heart's made of this. Do you get what I'm saying? So, that's, that's, that's Tunday. I'll leave you for an interview. I'll see the
4: watch. <laughs> okay. Bro,
1: okay. Him, he's Coogan, Coogan. Prada. I, bro, he's got Prada on there. Prada. Yeah. Bruv, Prada trainers, Prada jacket. Everything. Kenzo gold. jumper. Louis.
4: Rollie. <laughs> belt Louis belt everything anyway let's start
6: yeah yeah you were quite emotional about what happened um, at the, the matchroom show with Dillian White it, it,
4: it's mad because you know even when you just said the words Dillian White I don't, I don't know like my heart just believe me and I was supposed to deal you know and I've told him like, I haven't even shed a tear when Andy lost in Russia I would even cry that's why Andy is like what are you, you bailing for and I'm like the connection I feel that I have with Dylan, it's like, you know, knowing what he's gone through, what he's been through, what he continues to go through, where he's come from <coughs> and, <coughs> and the amount of people that look up to him and respect him, you know, for, I'm not gonna say his dreams were, were dashed, but you know, you know, for the me for the time being, you know, uh, he has to rebuild and come again. And that hurt me And and literally when the punch landed I was a a child on the ground. I was balling, but my dad is like, son, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, dad, no, 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 no. All I kept on saying is no, 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 because I just want uh, Dillian to be a champ. I want him to be a world champ. Nobody deserves it more than Dillian White because he's a man that's just, you know, he just, Put his heart on his sleeve, hasn't done no challenges, wants to fight everyone, but we know boxing is politics, we know boxing is business, and I guess that's why they put him in the cold for so long. But if you want anyone to win in this boxing game, and you look at Dylan and you don't want him to be a winner, you're just a hater, plain and simple, raw hater. And that doesn't reside in my heart and um, I'm a positive person, I like to, I don't just talk positive, because <laughs> everybody's talking positive now, nowadays, thinking that it's a, a quick route to the top. Your heart. You know, and my heart wants it for Dylan, and you know, he'll come back, he'll come back strong. And I told him, don't mess about. Everything is an experience. Get straight back on the horse, train, build up those neurons in your head, um, wire them together, fire them together, and just train as hard as you can, and come back and be better in a rematch.
6: Is, is these conversations you had with Dylan since the, the defeat of Povetkin, yeah?
4: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've told him, no messing about, straight in the gym. You know, Dylan, Dylan is just a tough mental guy anyway, but we're, we're all human. You know, we all like to think that we're tough. Or a lot of people like to display their toughness you know, vocally and some people <coughs> not vocally. But when all said is done, when all said and done, we're just human beings, and um, we all have those moments when we just go in a corner and say, damn, shit, I effed up. You get what I'm saying? And uh, But that's what makes you. you, you fall down eight times, you get up nine. In my in my experience, you fall down eight times, you get up 16 times. <laughs> I'm not getting up. I'm just gonna get up, get up, get up. So that's it. You know, Dylan, he, he's like very much like Andy, and Andy's very much like Dylan. You, they're not people that you need to really push anything on them they want it they want it for themselves but we all need someone to give us a bit of support and so i just that's the way i show my support to dylan
6: okay um well be rude not to mention your uh, acclaimed podcast with the, the knowledge is- himself spencer fear uh when's the next episode out and who's on it
4: you see these have you heard the word slave driver these men wanted me to do it Yes, uh, what's the day today? These men wanted Rings. to be do. yeah, they wanted me to do it tomorrow. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, locked, I'm locked down. I can't do it tomorrow. Cause the show is gaining so much momentum um, that we're just loving it. You know, and as, as you know, Q, we've, we've had you on there. We've had great guests on there. Tony Bellew, Mike McCallum, Joe Gallagher, Clarissa Shields, John Barnes, Andy Cole. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's quite amazing for, and even from the rap world, Jay Prince, who anyone who knows about the rap world, that is a massive, massive. Um, we had the real Rick Ross, but we haven't released that yet. We've had, we've had him on. Um, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing to be able to talk boxing with someone that you grew up with and someone that has known in boxing as well. And that's Spencer Fearon So I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But it, you know, we're back to the real business right now, and that's fighting. Spencer likes to phone me a hundred times a day, telling me about this, that, and I'm like, fam. But it's fight time. Stop, stop ringing my phone. Stop ringing my phone. Because, but that's it. We we love what we do, and uh, the fight is right. Um, you know who we got? We got the. You know the young girl that beat Shannon. Rachel Bull. Rachel Bull. What a lovely girl. What a lovely girl. So I think Gary's going to release that tomorrow. Um, she was a, a great guest. We had Ted and Fowler on there. Uh, Andy Fowler's a character. Uh, great guy. And Ted, I've known Ted since he was a little kid. So, as you can see, the, the show's doing very well. And uh, Me and Spencer are going to do our first little public thing, Clifton um, Mission Show, um, on Sunday. So,
6: yeah, it's a busy weekend for me. The reason I haven't returned on your show is because you check bounced. <laughs> I'm Nigerian. <laughs> the check bounced. I'm Nigerian. And bounced, Stere- and bounced. That's
4: a very, you know what? That's a very stereotypical statement of me to make. You know... The check's going to bounce anyway because I'm not paying you.
6: (laughs) It's all right. You got me for free for life. Tony, thank you very much. Talking to IFL TV. Best of luck with Anthony on Saturday night, live on BT Sport. Tune in and uh, Umar will be there on Saturday night. I'm sure he'll grab a word with the pair of you after your fight. Not
4: me. Umar can't get no interview for me. That's
6: ain't still going on, is it?
4: I told you I told you. I'm a man of my word. When you're younger and you show no respect, you have to be shown And it's not for the older, the elder, to now succumb to the younger because he's saying, I'm sorry, no. Because the younger's behind don't learn the lesson. So the only person that can interview me on IFL TV is the Mr. Coogan Cassis. That's how it's gonna go.
6: Life is about forgiveness.
4: I forgive him. Absolutely, I forgive him. That's why I said hello to him. But you ain't getting no interview. (laughs) That's just how it's getting.
6: Well, listen, each to their own. If that's your decision, that's your decision. Come on, come on. Tindy. You know what, I might,
4: I, I, might, I might ease the ban. You know, the, you, know you just ease the restrictions. He,
6: he's sitting there, he's not paying any attention to I what's know. going on. But
4: this is what I'm trying to say, the disrespect, the disrespect. Well, I, I love it, because as my dad would say, you can't beat me, I will win.
6: <laughs> I'm sure a lot of dads say that to their sons. Sunday, um, thank you very much. Best of luck on Saturday night, and... Uh, Hopefully there's a, an interview with you Sunday morning, maybe. With, Who with, knows? With
4: Coogan Cassis. Nobody else. I told you. I'm going to the top of the tree, baby. I've earned this. <laughs> I'm going to, to the top of the tree. No, Listen, Ronaldo don't go down Hackney Wick and play football. He don't. He's up there. He ain't coming back down to Hackney Wick.
6: Oh, he... <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Right. Suddenly, again, best of luck, mate. All right? Catch Take up with that. you soon.
5: struggling with debt bills loans credit cards need a way out knock your debt out with debt ko free impartial advice on all your debt matters